Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell. Reminding you, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WVB. You can hear people like my all-star teammates, Erica Ayala, Gabe Ibrahim, Amy Audibert, talking knowledgeably and interestingly about the world of women's basketball almost every day. Not a show to miss. Not now, not ever. I'll try to live up to them. I'll do my best. And today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Now, Built Bar wants me to tell you that this improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. You may say, but Howard, deliciouser is not a word. But what word would you use for the level of excitement when my mom calls me and talks about caramel brownie, Cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. What other word would you use for bars that are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber? Peanut butter. It is 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, and only 5 grams net carbs. So my mother, who is an extremely picky eater, who works out every day, she cannot stop raving about Built Bars. She also loves a good bargain. And if you go to BuiltBar.com like she did and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, you'll get 15% off your next order. Just try them. Just try them. You'll find, and I can't believe I'm telling you this, but it's true, that they are deliciouser than before. Tell them Grandma Myrna sent you. I'm here to talk a little bit about what's coming up in six days. My favorite event of the year. Every year. It's a little different this year, of course. And that's the 2021 WNBA Draft. April 15th, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. ESPN. ESPN. Yes, that's correct. Good that they're doing it on ESPN. Good that it is a full two hours on ESPN. Just open all 36 pitch, get red. We take progress where we can get it. It is a very interesting draft. And I had the opportunity to talk a little bit to Rebecca Lobo and LaChina Robinson, who do great work over at ESPN, all about it. Some questions for them about the draft. Spoke to some coaches. There were four on a call, coaches and GMs. I've been talking to a lot of people on background, off the record. People in this league like to talk. So I built an up-to-date 2021 WNBA mock draft, not based on my personal preferences, but based on what I'm hearing people like, who people want. I want to talk a little bit about a handful of players, and then we're going to get into some of the big picture stuff. Still got Charlie Collier going number one. I had the chance to get to know Charlie. You've gotten to know her because she's been on this program. 
just an endless amount of talent, a 6'5 frame that's only going to get stronger, as driven as anybody. It's going to be fun to see Charlie Collier at the next level. Have her going number one. But let's talk about number five, where I have Ari McDonald going right now to Dallas. Now, why is that, you might say? One general manager said to me, hmm, but they have Mariah Jefferson. They have Marina Mabry. This is always a Mabry program, Team New Jersey. And they've got Ty Harris, who they drafted last year. Well, when I think about who is the right person to pair with Enrique, it's got to be, I think, Ari McDonald, if they have a chance to do it. She is capable of generating turnovers, transition buckets that Dallas needs more of. She is capable of defending at the perimeter in a way that allows Enrique to defend the second perimeter player in a given defense. She's very, very capable of running with Arike, Arike being incredibly fast, obviously. I just think it's a great fit. And so we may not see Ari McDonald last. Somebody on today's draft call asked about Ari getting all the way to eight to Chicago. I guarantee you James Wade would be happy to snap her up, put her in a role akin to what Jordan Canada was for the Seattle Storm early on in her career. That worked out pretty well for the 2018 Seattle Storm. But I don't think she's lasting. I think if Dallas has a third shot at her, we see her go there. I think she'd work very well in Nikki Collins' system, Atlanta Dream third, of course, but Kennedy Carter is their point guard of the future, and rightly so. And then it comes to Indiana. And to me, when we're thinking about the entire first round, I think it all turns on what Indiana does. As of right now, I have Indiana taking Arella Grantes. Arella Grantes, who might be the most pro-ready player in this draft. A 40% shooter from three, an elite defender. She's got the pro body. Absolutely can come in and give you some time at the one, but can more than sufficiently guard and handle offensively the two and the three. So what we really need to know, and we're going to finally get this answer, is what does Indiana want Kelsey Mitchell to be? What, is she, what do they want her to be? What does Marianne Stanley see her as? What does Tamika Cashin see her as? If she is the one, and this is the idea, you're putting the ball in Kelsey's hands, she is running things in the same way she did for much of her time at Ohio State. And let's just be clear, I think Kelsey Mitchell has as high a ceiling as anyone in her draft class. I think that signing her to a long-term extension as Indiana did this offseason was a no-brainer. I think the world of Kelsey Mitchell's game. But I still don't 100% know what she is in this league. I didn't know coming in, and I'm not sure we do yet. If she is your one, 
you put her Allegrantes next to her. It's an elite backcourt. It's not a backcourt with a true pass-first option between them. If, however, you take one of the bottom defenses, just being real here, from last year, and you add the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, somebody who generates steals as well as anyone I've seen at the college level since Lexi Brown, quite frankly. And Ari is the one, and Arella is going to someone else, Dallas, New York, and Kelsey's your two. First of all, Ari McDonald next to Kelsey Mitchell, no one's keeping up with either one of them. Two of the quickest players in the league, and they're on the same team. So I want to know what Indiana would do. If it were me, I would think of Kelsey Mitchell's destination point as a role as Jewel Lloyd, which I don't need to tell you has worked out pretty well in both 2018 and 2020, you know, if you like trophies. That's what I'd see. But Marianne Stanley has done a couple things in this game. <laughs> you can go back to Immaculata. She's done a couple of things for the past 50 years in this game. Tamika Catchings, best player by win shares in the history of the sport in the WNBA. She's done a couple of things too in this game. They have a vision for what they're doing. And we're going to find out on April 15th what that vision is. I'm real excited about it. A couple other things just to hit. want to make sure we talk about before we get into it. China Robinson told me, and you hear her full answer, she thinks the first non-Power 5 player to be selected this year, not overseas players. You know, a, a walk is going to go, it sounds like second. That seems to be the general consensus. I haven't heard anybody push back on that. But that Chelsea Perry is going to be the first non-Power 5 player to go. Right now I've got her going 17 to New York. Be a good fit. Yeah, Chelsea Perry. I've got New York taking Jasmine Walker of Alabama at 6. I don't think there's a better combination of system and need and fit than Jasmine Walker to New York in the entire first round. It'll be very interesting to see. I want to know where D.D. Richards goes. There is a lot of skepticism about D.D. Richards in this league. She never did add the three-point shot to her game. She's not a perimeter player at this point. I think a lot of times we get caught up in these draft scenarios with what a player can't do instead of what a player can do. Dee Dee Richards is an elite defender, an elite defender. You bring her in, she can guard one through three. She can get to the basket. She is a very skilled passer. There's a reason why Baylor was winning against UConn until Dee Dee Richards came out of the game and then their offense sputtered to a halt. That was not a Baylor team with a lot of offensive versatility. But Dee Dee Richards made a run. Dee Richards turned it into a, a really strong offensive unit. That has to have currency. 
at the next level. I know there's 130 something people, not 144. Just a reminder, plenty of people carrying 11 this year for salary cap reasons. Somebody should give Dee Dee Richards a chance to come to camp. Somebody should. Somebody will. Last thing before we get into hearing what LaChine and Rebecca had to say, let's talk third round. Third round. Player I want to see get somewhere with a chance to contribute, Destiny Slocum. What a world of talent. Let's see what Destiny Slocum is able to do in the right system with the right coach. And I lied. Last thing. Last thing. Her teammate. We got to talk about Chelsea Dungy. Chelsea has gotten better. I wrote about this at 538 earlier this year. Every single year, you can go into different aspects of her game. She gets better every single year. Pro build, can get her own shot. That is very hard to come by. Chelsea's going to be good. I have her going seven to Dallas right now. I could see her rise late. But here's what she's going to be. She's going to be a contributor right away. I don't know, when I look at this first round even, how many players I'd say with utter confidence, they're going to come in and be a rotation member and help right away if they get the opportunity. There's talent in this draft. It's down a little compared to what was, compared to what's coming. But obviously there's talent in this draft. Chelsea gets in the right situation, gets the minutes. She might be your rookie of the year. Anyway, here, this is great, Rebecca Lobo, my personal hero, LaChina Robinson, talking a little bit about the draft. Tune in. There's nothing better. Every five minutes, somebody's dream comes true for two hours. You don't think you need that after the 2020 we just went through? I, I miss it. I miss it in person. Second in a row, it's virtual. It's going to take another plague or like a zombie apocalypse to keep me from covering one in person ever again after that. Dreams come true. WNBA teams get better. Tune in. All right. Lobo and the China. Here they are. This is Howard McDowell, Locked on Women's Basketball. Thank you, Rebecca, LaChina, always great to chat with you both. Um, I've got two kind of quick answer questions for you guys. One is, who will be the first non-Power 5 player selected in the draft? And second is, how many players do you think over-under are going to make rosters? And speaking to Rebecca's point about how difficult it is when we're somewhere in the upper 130s in all likelihood uh, in terms of players in total. with the first part of that question. Um, you know, I think Chelsea Perry could be the first non-Power 5 player picking this draft. Um, I think the world of her game, she's incredibly skilled, 
two big, strong bodies, plays on balance, and shoots a three, works extremely hard for position on the post. Um, you know, anybody that's watched her this year, I, I think they've said in their mind that she's a WNBA talent. You know, I watched her against Louisville and didn't start the game off great, but really showed against one of the best defenses in the country that she can hold her own. So um, she's a player that, again, kind of that three-four space, which is interesting to the WNBA. Like, can she be a three or, you know, would she be able to, to play the four consistently? Um, you know, but she's someone that I think could be um, the first uh, non-power five uh, prospects in the draft. And I'll get to the second question about how many players will be on rosters. It's interesting because I, you know, I looked at last year's draft and there were a number of second-round picks that uh, were on rosters, but you also had 10 or so players who opted not to play last year. So within the winter year, um, to at least be on rosters later in the season if a, if a uh, Thank you both.